some days life feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our hearts through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. Rodney and I would like to thank you guys for choosing Butterfly Evolution tonight. Rodney, we have not had a chance to speak. I was like pushing 90 trying to get on here. <laughs> so, how's it going? Everything is good. That is, that is so funny. And, and, and you guys, please forgive me. My voice sounds a little uh, little, little raspy today. Uh, I, I feel like I came down with something over the weekend, but... Um, um, I'm slowly, uh, slowly hanging in there and, and trying to bounce back. But um, it's so funny, Tammy. I uh, I had logged in and then I noticed that it got down to like 
30 seconds. And I saw yep, that you weren't on out. yet. So, yeah, so I logged out and tried to call the host call in. And then by the time I did that, you logged in. So trust me, I yeah. I definitely understand. I really thought I thought that Tamaria would be would be um, sitting here with me uh, because Nadia actually fell asleep about an hour and a half ago. But for some reason, she's wide awake again. But nevertheless, everything is, is good here. Everything is going well. How about you? Oh, things are good, pretty good. Just a uh, little bit rushed today, but or tonight. But everything is, it's all good. Life is good. Just uh, it's been a minute since we've been on, so I feel like I have uh, just taken a whole nother level of transformation on. So I feel like I'm starting all over as a baby again. Um. So life is good. I'm just, I really, I'm just learning and I'm really excited to share some things tonight about my journey and process as I move through life, I guess. So things are good, you know, things are good. Things are good. Good Yeah, she's feeling, she's feeling a lot better, which is, which is really good. Mhm. Our baby has I'm two, uh, she's crawling. Things. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just kind of normal stuff, but I guess uh, more about our view, I guess, of life. So, but our baby has two. She's got some some uh, teeth in now, and she is crawling like full force, like speeding. She's speed crawling. If there is such a thing. Oh goodness. And uh, yeah, and pulling up. So I imagine maybe about a month or so we'll have us a walker. Oh, month or so from now. That is awesome. Yeah, get get mm-hmm. ready. <laughs> I know. I can only imagine. I I I had her over here. Um, I guess about two, or maybe it was last week. I'm not sure. And so I just put two huge, um, blankets on the. I just moved everything back, and I put two huge blankets in the middle of the floor, and. I don't know what it is, what it was about. I have this little, um, I guess you would call it a little centerpiece that I had moved all the way over. And so I was messing around in the kitchen and I peep around, you know, if there's something about this, this sense that you just have, like you almost know, okay, you need to look at her. And every time I peep around, she would have made her way all the way over and gotten up under the centerpiece. And she's laying there laughing. Like when you see her around the corner, she's laughing like, I know I'm not supposed to be here, but I like under here. She's just all the way up under there just chipping. Like she's got all this space that I've made for her, but she's going to choose to just roll up under the centerpiece and just stay there. (laughs) And she kept doing it over and over again. But um, as I've shared, I think I've shared it on here, I'm just so intrigued by, I don't know, just the, her presence as a baby and what intrigues her, like what, um, you know, like she's got all this blanket and all these toys on here, but some kind of way you, you have put your eyes on this um, centerpiece and you just so enjoy being up under it. You leave all these toys and all this space just to go to the place I did not want you to go and laugh about (laughs) it. So it's just, I'm just really, really intrigued by 
babies in this stage, um, it seems so different. And I guess because I was so caught up trying to be a mom and and this and that and caught up with, the you know, just the things of life on a different um, spectrum, I guess, when I was a mom because it's like I there's such – not that it wasn't beauty in, in that. And so I say this to say I, I, I hope – I don't know. I, maybe if I could just get you, you guys, and I tell Brandon just these little small times. I mean, just make time and suck it all in, and really look. Don't get caught up in so much in life that you don't really see those small things that they that they do um, that they learn. Like those small little things. You know, I, I've noticed that Dolly is getting. It's like she's getting shy. Um, she just kind of, and Bella brought it to my attention, but she just kind of, when she kind of sees somebody she doesn't know, she'll tuck her little head to the side and bury her head in your, in your, you know, chest and just look at the person and laugh, like give a little smile, like, I don't really know you, so I don't know how I'm supposed to feel, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so, that's so, yeah, that's, that's one reason I guess I'm just, just look at life. I think she's one reason that I'm looking at life just so different, you know, in in a sense, because like this is life and you see life just transforming before you without all the diaper changing yeah. and the milk <laughs> making the bottles and, and all that. I get to see that, that pure part of growing and learning and her brain, you know, growing. So, so yeah, it's all good. So, um, I know we have kind of a light. I, I know I put on here Romans, but I'll tell you, Rodney, now I read Romans like two weeks ago because we were going to do the show. I have not looked back at Romans 16, so I don't know how we want to work the show tonight if we want to save Romans 16 and just kind of um, scale over it or hold it for the next time. But I do, um, there's just a lot of things going on, I think, in the world today and and. As I've I've shared a little bit with with you, Rodney, about um, and for our listeners, don't take this the wrong way because there's not, that nothing spiritual spiritually has changed about me, but I do believe um, that the way and I didn't I have I had no intention of going here tonight with this this situation, but I believe that the way that we have been taught in the way that we have been taught to see God has has kept I'll say me I've come to a point where I feel like it it allowed me to put myself in bondage um and I say that to say I've backed off just a little bit from my bible reading and I'm I'm saying that the bible is in me and I'm looking for God in me. I'm looking for that voice of God in me, um, for me. And so with that being said, um, I've just kind of slacked up a little bit. And I've started um, more, medita- more meditating, um, more sitting in silence um, of, of just I mean, for a very long time, and it has just kind of introduced Tammy to Tammy, if if that makes sense. And so um, I have not gone back and read Romans 
since the last time I read it, Romans 16. So we can dip and dab in it if you want, and I'll just get my Bible out and we'll follow through. And again, I want to be want people to be very clear that that does not mean I'm, I have lost my mind spiritually. I'm just I'm just looking inward more, and I'm I'm wanting to hear God's voice for myself. And I think um, I think I think I think we should take time to do that because we can read read read, but if we don't get 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 and apply apply apply. Um, then what is it all for? What is it? What is it all for? And that's where I am. I, I I truly believe that if we and we we say that a lot, Rodney, about looking inward. Um, but there's a different kind of inward this go around. Um, an inward for Tammy, not an inward for people, for things. Um, and I'm and I'll turn it over to you, Rodney. But I I was in Kroger. A a Kroger, and I I. I'm not a fan of grocery shopping, but I love Kroger's, um, like, dishes, their glasses and things like that. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I just love stuff for the home. Well, I loved. And so I thought, and I was in a new Kroger um, to the one out in Mississippi, out here in Mississippi. And I thought, let me go see what they have. And I walked over, and for the first time, I thought, what am I doing here? I I don't need any of this, pretty or not. And then it wasn't even appealing to me anymore. It's like I have been saying a long time that I really want five pair of pants and maybe ten shirts, um, that I have more stuff than I will ever need. Um, I remember as I was putting pictures back up, I'm thinking, so we buy these houses with these walls, and then we fill the walls up with all these pictures, and we get we buy tables to put stuff on that we don't do anything with other than clean them, you know, dust the dust off them. They serve no real purpose. And I began to think, how many of hours of work did I put in? How much of my time of me did I give for this vase on this table <laughs> that I don't need? <laughs> and so... That's where this stuff has taken me. It has really gotten me to a place where I almost don't want anything. Like, I almost just want an empty house and maybe an air mattress. <laughs> like, not, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I still like my, I mean, I love what I have, but I don't have a need to buy more. Like, I don't have a desire. Usually I will go in a store and, Something, if it's not, if it's just a candle, like, I'm just, I feel depleted in the department of more. Like, I feel so blessed and thankful for what I have down to my, maybe too much underwear, like, socks. Like, I need nothing. And I want nothing. And so that is, I, I truly kind of feel empty when I lay down at night, I wake up feeling like I have the world in my hand. And that doesn't mean things are not, I mean, I don't have things going on in my life. You know, that does not mean that at all. But I wake up feeling like, wow, you know, I feel I feel a different kind of peace. I feel a different kind of life. Um, and I don't feel like I'm without anything like 
just and and it's I I guess I'm gonna have to put it on the um, the time that I'm taking for myself. Like I was up at 4:05 this morning, and I've had so much day in my day until I almost didn't know what to do with it. I kept looking at the clock like, gosh, I can't believe it's this time. So that's kind of where life is for me, Rodney. Back over to you. Tammy, um, I want to go back to where you started um, when you were talking about um, reading Romans 16 a few weeks ago and not really picking it back up. Um, And then um, just talking about, you know, the shift in your mindset because Romans 16, there's not a whole lot in there. Um, It mostly talks about greetings and, you know, saluting, you know, other people. But in verse 17, it says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the heart of the simple. So when you were when you were talking, um, it's funny because this is the one part that I wanted to pull out of, of, of chapter 16. We sometimes can hear the truth or at least hear something that makes a whole lot of sense. We can hear the answer to our questions. We can hear the answer to our prayers and avoid it because it doesn't match what we've been believing all along. And what we believe may have been the reason why we're in the funk that we're in in the first place. But we have such a hard time escaping familiarity just because we've been, we we were taught something years ago, just because we've been believing something for years. We cannot get to the next level. We cannot receive what God has for us because we can't let go of things that were wrong to begin with. And then it says, for they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the heart of the simple it's it, it it clearly says here that people are deceived by good words. Mm. Why? Because we are so emotional and we get so caught up in feeling good or being a part of something. People don't deceive us with negativity. They don't deceive us with bad things. It says by good words. So all people have to do is tell us something good and we fall for it because it says, and fair speeches deceive the heart of the simple. Those of us who are weak minded, those of us who are in a vulnerable state 
All it takes is for somebody to tell you something that goes along with what you want to hear at that moment, and we fly off the handle. For example, people go to church on Sunday, and they may be suffering or struggling with something, and they hear something, and instantly it makes them feel good, and they are dancing and shouting all over the church. And then they leave, and they're right back empty again, back in church next Sunday, hoping to hear something else to make them feel good. I, I have watched people on TV say things to make people feel good. You think about relationships and how when a man is trying to get with a woman, especially if he has no good intentions, how many men have swept women off their feet with good words because they were able to speak. It says fair, good words and fair speeches. How many people, how many women have been deceived by men because of their good words and what came out of their mouth? And the man never said anything bad. He was never negative. But he used his charm. And as we used to call it, he had game. How how many people have poured hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars into church and have nothing to show for it other than, uh, um, other than you know, something here and there? Why? Because we hear things and we instantly think that our time has arrived. We instantly think that this is our break our breakthrough. So I say that to say this. Be careful and be wise and do exactly what Tammy said. Take the knowledge whether you got it from this show, whether you get it from another uh, blog talk show, whether you get it from another podcast, whether it, it could be the person in your family who um, who never went to college. Where, take the knowledge, the wisdom that has been shared with you that may not be popular, but take those things and Get some understanding. Don't be so quick to always respond. And even when you read, don't read and make it fit, (coughs) excuse me, your own agenda. Because sometimes we read ourselves happy and we miss the point. Because most of the time we don't want to hear the truth. Most of the time, we don't want to hear things that are contrary to what we believe or what we feel or what we want. But it's in those moments that God may be trying to speak to you. God may be trying to save you from something. When I got my... um, 
when I was interviewing to be an assistant principal, I met with um, the assistant superintendent. And after he finished interviewing me, the last few minutes of the process, he really was just giving me advice. And one of the things that he said was, because he was trying to tell me how to be a good leader, and he said, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Don't always feel like you have to say something. Don't feel like because you're the assistant principal, you have to speak. Sometimes your teachers or your custodians or your administrative assistants, sometimes they just want you to listen. You should listen twice as much as you speak. So, again, I'll say be careful about what you hear and you take and you run with because that may not be from God. And don't think that just because it sounds good or it looks good that it is good. Tammy? Um, Ronnie, I'm going to go back to – let me take myself off speaker because it's just better. I'm going to go back to um, a couple of things you said, and I heard you mention emotions. Um, that's one of the things that I have been really in meditation about. I've been in feel, med- emotions, feelings, and thoughts. And it's interesting that you, for that reason, it's interesting that you you bring those up. And I just want to say this to to those who are listening. Um, We really have to be careful when we are speaking about emotions in our lives, emotions, feelings, and our thoughts. The Word tells us take every thought captive. And if you think about how many thoughts, you have per day. Think about just how many thoughts you've had since listening to this radio show. Without even like they, they, you're not even intentional about some of the things that you that you think about. And that thought, every thought that you let slip by, or that you don't let slip by, but especially those ones that you that you let slip by that are negative that. Um, Feeds whatever is going on in you, and Rodney, you you spoke about good words and how most people are deceived by good words. As you said that, I thought about Satan and how Satan can. I remember Brandon telling me this one time: Satan can 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 put a thought in your mind that's so good that it'll it'll make you think that it's your own. Um. And so we have to be careful. Emotions are part of life. Feelings are part of life. Thoughts are part of life. But we have to know who we are and be willing to go with that and not react to an emotion. Where did the emotion come from? Why am I feeling emotional? What feeling is attached to it? What thought is attached to it? And why? Because some of us, even in, in in the meditation and my deep thought, I realized in some areas of my life, I stopped right there. Like 
whatever was happening, whatever emotion was a, was t- is tied to that, whenever I relive it, and I had to get to a point where I said, I'm reliving this, sometimes daily. And that will change the course of your life, sometimes stop you in an area. And so I am truly learning to, okay, let, let's look at this. Why am I thinking this? And talk myself, I have to back up. Let me let me back out of here. You know, it's like pulling into a parking lot and there's no spaces. There's no need for me, and it says parking lot's full. There's no need for me to keep riding around thinking a car is just going to disappear. And so take every thought captive. Don't respond to every emotion because, like Rodney said, some things come to us and before us to grow us. And you, you, you don't, seeds just don't, you don't plant a seed and all of a sudden it's just, you know, it's, it, it grow, it's growing underground. So by the time we see it, it has grown, but it's been in dirt. And, and Rodney, we don't, just from what you said alone, that speaks volumes. We don't want to be in dirt. We don't want to feel like that there's dirt in us. But if you sit down long enough, if you take your eyes off of someone else, you will you will see that there's some dirt there. Now I like to say I'm 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 the rich soil, I'm not, but it's still dirt. I think we all are the rich soil, but it's, there's dirt there. We have life that we've gone through, been through, that has left um, its mark, that creates those thoughts, and there comes the feelings, and then there are the emotions that we react to. And so dead on, Rodney, you also mentioned about tithing. People have given um, thousands and thousands of dollars in tithing. I think the greater question for everybody is why do you tithe? And I think, and I ask that question not to say that you shouldn't, but I do feel that many people get caught up in I want you to see me giving. I want you to know that I'm giving. I've been in churches where they and our regular tithers stand up, you get to go first. Those of you who don't do it every Sunday, you can go last. There's nothing about God in that. Nothing. And and I'm I'm sure people who stood up first took such pride in that. But what does the woman feel like or the man feel like? who just does it does not have. And maybe he didn't give last week because he's going to give a little bit more this week. But we have come to a point that we are so caught up in division. And I, I wish I could remember something I said about that the, we, 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 we are dividing the divided. For instance, we have big girls, little girls, big black girls, big white girls, um, skinny white girls, skinny black girls, um, all this stuff. We have we pretty soon we're gonna be divided by our eye color. Black girls with brown eyes. Is it really that serious? And for us, for people, me, you, all who are listening, we have gotten caught up in this division. 
and trying to figure out where we fit in. But you think if you keep cutting a cake, you don't fit in anywhere. You just got a pile of cake. You you squash it all up and you try to divide. Okay, you're going to you You have just cake. And so if you're trying to figure out where do you fit in in this world and you're looking outwardly, if you're looking at am I skinny, am I tall, am I fat, is my eyes brown, is my hair natural, is it permed, is my cheekbones high, Is my are my lips big, all this, then where are you going to fit in? Where are you going to fit in? I looked at Facebook today. I was really bored today while at, while at work. Unfortunately, but I was looking at Facebook and I <laughs> see picture after picture after picture <laughs> after picture, and and sometimes it's the same people over and over again. It's like every hour you find a need to pose and post, and I wondered. I I wish I could see a picture of your soul. Like I wish I could take a picture of my soul, and it would tell me something that I'm missing. Like, boy, if I could put lipstick on my soul, if I could tie it up like I tied my hair up today. But I I, I wonder what, what my soul look like. Or do I even know? Or do we even care? And so another thing, Rodney, and I'll turn it back over to you, we are people who don't we don't want to be wrong. We don't want to be called out. We don't want to be corrected. We don't want to feel like we're in the dirt. We're just a seed in the dirt waiting to pop up. Waiting. I think sometimes we dig ourselves dig move the dirt. Move the dirt. Find something and put it on top of the seed. Maybe concrete with a with a fake flower, or some of some sort. But I I feel like we avoid conflict by any means necessary. The first sign of disagreement, or I don't think like you, I don't want the same things you want. I'm not um, intrigued by some of the things that you are intrigued by. Then there we go. There's something. There's something wrong. Whether than than because think about it. There are so many people in this world. There is no way that everybody is going to want what you want when you want it, how you want it, and in most case cases, you don't know what you want when you want it and how. And so, unless you're really there, you shouldn't be looking for anybody to be you. I saw a post today, Rodney, and then I'm turning it right back up to you. Stop looking for you. Stop expecting you in other people. So we look for ourselves in other people. We don't see ourselves in them. So we judge them. We find something wrong with them, but we never really look at ourselves. Never really look within. Mm-hmm. Because we just want to think that it's all good or this is the way it is. Back over to you, Adam. Tammy, yesterday um, the kids were out of school. Um, we don't, we don't like, completely 
celebrate or acknowledge um, Columbus Day. I don't know if you guys do in Tennessee. So the kids were out of school, but we had professional development yesterday at work. And one of the, and we've been dealing with cultural proficiency for the last, I don't know, year or two. And this was part four. And so we're reading a scenario about a teacher who laid out specific guidelines and rules for an assignment and this this kid in the class, um, you know, he did the assignment, but he didn't follow the teacher's um, guidelines for the assignment. And so the kid was, and this and this was in fourth grade. The kid was all excited, you know, about his drawings, um, and he turned it in all excited. He lost points because he did not follow directions. <clears throat> so the kid who was proud of his work and so eager to turn it in now was frustrated because he didn't like the grade that he got on the assignment because he had worked hard on it and he thought that, you know, it was really good work. And so from that, the teacher was trying to teach the class, and this kid, because he was upset about his grade, um, was disrupting the class. Teacher asked him to stop doing what he was doing. He refused. The teacher called the office and and wrote him a discipline referral. And so we were having a discussion about it, And everyone talked about how, you know, either one, you know, the teacher did list the guidelines. However, um, you know, the teacher could have been more flexible um, in his grading or, you know, there could have been a time for him to build a relationship with the student and giving him a second chance to go back and fix it and at least complimented the work that he did. And so I shifted the conversation, which I don't know how it was received. People laughed, but I think they knew where I was coming from. But I shifted the conversation, and what I said was, well, here's what happens all the time. Adults create situations that cause children to react in a way that the adult doesn't like. I said, and then you guys called the office. But you created the situation to begin with. And my point was, with all of that, it's easy to sit here in a room and say what the teacher should have done, what the teacher could have done. It's easy to do that. But just about every teacher in that room was the teacher we were talking about. Because what do we tend to do as adults, especially when we're dealing with children? We know everything. We don't value their opinion. We don't give them a voice. It's our way or the highway. It's our way or no way. 
we don't want to hear what they have to say because they haven't been living long enough. They're beneath us, but that that's how we talk to them. That's how we deal with them. And then, so when you get that child who, you know, either gets smart with you or um, they're disobedient or there's rage, then it's, well, this child is bad. Well, wait a minute. What? Let's go back and look at what you did. How could you have been different in this situation that would have gotten a different result? But we don't look at that because it's very hard for us. It was easy for the teachers sitting in the room yesterday to point fingers at the teacher in the scenario. But we do it all the time. We do it all the time. I see teachers, especially in my old school, oh, my God, it was bad, where it was they're disrespectful. I mean, they were just, without even blinking, they were sending kids to the office. But this this is like a national problem. And the teachers don't usually look at their practice. They don't look at how they talk to the kids. They don't look at how they treat them, how they deal with them. And when you are dealing with a child that you did not raise, that don't know you, because if it's your child, then, you know, it's probably going to be different unless you have allowed your child to get away with disrespecting you. But you have to approach things differently. But a lot of times we are not reflective people. We it's so much easier for us to pass the blame or to point fingers rather than saying, you know what, there's something that I could have done differently here. And then the last part that I the last point that I was making to them, now this child is in trouble and has to go see the principal all because of something that could have been prevented. So we just escalated something that was real small and made a huge problem with it. And so it's important for us that wherever you see yourself, number one, be honest. Number two, Ask yourself, why did you get the results that you got? <clears throat> if your marriage failed, why did it fail? And don't just focus on what your spouse did. What could you have done differently that may or may not have made the situation, that may or may not have saved your marriage, but Excuse me, is there anything that you could have done differently? What about your job? Is there anything that you could have done differently? Or dealing with your supervisor? Is there anything that you can do to make it a better relationship? 
Because if we start focusing on what we can do differently, then we'll see different results in our life. Because I can tell you there was one time uh, before I started teaching when I was working in the warehouse, my former pastor said, here's what you do. He said, don't 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 ever ask God to do, you know, anything bad to anybody. But if you don't want to be bothered by this person anymore, if you don't want to be bothered by your supervisor anymore, why don't you pray and ask God to bless them? It's the same thing. So I did that, and I meant it. I prayed and asked God, because my, my supervisor, my first supervisor in the warehouse, like, was so petty, and, like, we were cool at one point, and then he just completely flipped on me. <clears throat> it was real evil and hateful. And I said, God, you know what? I don't have any I don't have any beef with this man, but I don't want to deal with him anymore. Please promote him. And do you know, that man got a promotion, but... The promotion sent him all the way to California. <laughs> so I I know, and I did not care. I didn't care how much money he was making. All I cared about, I did not have to deal with him anymore. And you know what? I also didn't have to worry about something bad coming back on me because I asked God to do something to hurt him. I don't know. And... and, and he ended up going out there, and I didn't even—I I didn't say anything about this, but he ended up going out there, and the same mess that he did to me, when he went out there, he had to work with a former supervisor of his that was giving him problems. I didn't have to ask God to do anything bad. I just said, God, please promote him so I don't have to deal with him anymore. And the Lord just did just that. He promoted that man. So... Change the way you think, and I guarantee you, you'll see different reactions. Tammy? Okay. Let's see. I was trying to keep up with you. I'm going to start with a little boy, um, and I think it was a little boy with the uh, assignment. I totally agree with what you said, Rodney. I know that um, I think we are hypocrites when it comes to um, young people. And when as you were talking, I remember, and I don't know who this was, but I remember a conversation about um, young people feeling like they were, like when they, when they say, you know, I love this person. Say if you got a 16, 17-year-old and they say, that, you know, they've got their first boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, and they, they think that they're in love. And it was... Um, you know, when, when in most cases, when we as adults hear that, the first thing we say, oh, child, you don't know what love is or you're not in love, we, we, we contradict what they say that they're feeling. And I remember being told or just doing the conversation that, well, for them, this may be love. You know, it may be the 16-year-old puppy love. It may not be. But if that's the feeling that they feel, allow them to feel that. And so another way to approach that is talk about love. What's, what's love 
to 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 meet as an adult. Um, you know, so why can't we meet them where they are? As I thought about the assignment that you're talking about, I thought about imagination, that we suck imagination out of kids today. So much so until these kids grow up and they have no imagination about anything. And if you can't imagine anything, there's little that you're going to do. So, and, and I heard a guy talking about this at a, at a meeting saying what happened to imagination. He said if you, if, if, if you want to jump out of a tree, you got to imagine climbing that tree. I mean, you got to do it. But, like, there is no imagination. So I, in that situation that you're talking about, I think that, that was a good lesson for, for the reason for instructions. Okay, you did it this way. Your way is perfect. It, this, is, this is great. But this is why we have directions. This is because you're going to get some, somewhere one day where your directions is, are going to be very, your following directions is going to be very important. That, that's, a, that's a lesson. And I think as teachers, we should, as teachers, we, I think we're all teachers, but especially in the school, that we should always look for a way to make it a lesson. And making it a lesson does not always inquire, require that you call the office or this child has to go to the office. Some of the things that I've seen kids come to the office for just make you want to go slap the teacher. Just tell the kid, go back and do it, and I'm, I'm coming to help you. That, and I'm just keeping it real. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. But then what happens when the child is the the, the teachers reacting and responding to each other in the way that they do or not following instructions. Someone having to come down, you didn't turn in your lesson plan, you didn't turn. Well, what about, are you following instructions? Are you doing the very thing that you're sending these kids out for or giving them a zero or failing them? It's crazy. But that's because the same people that we are talking about are in are in the classrooms, and right now I'm sure you know that we have some. We're in a world today. I keep saying I got to get it together because there's no way sixty is going to see me like I see some of the sixty plus year old people. I'm talking about broke down on the side of the road, hitchhiking, and I'm I'm just saying with what's going on inside. I mean, mm. it should be where we can look. We should be able to look up to somebody, somebody's, I'm going to say, and learn from life or learn about from their life about life. It doesn't mean that we will take that same course, but plant a seed other than manipulation, lying, misery, unforgiveness, anger, bitterness. Because whatever has happened to you to get you there, guess what? It happened, and there's nothing you can do about it at this point in your life. Nothing. And you'll hear people talking about what has happened to them over. And and I will tell you, I was one of those people. And I'm learning, like, okay, if, if it has happened, it's over, it's done, I'm leaving it right there. But I'm not staying with it. I'm not staying with it at all. I am I am practicing having a continuous grateful heart 
I was having a conversation with a man just today, and I asked him, how was he doing? He said, I'm great every day. And I said, I like that answer. And he was went on in the conversation about how how many blessings we have that we overlook. And I said, you're so right, because if, if, if you can think of nothing, thought that you can think of nothing is a blessing. Just to have the five, the sense of smell, that you can smell, that you can see, you can hear. We got we want something grand and big and out of this world and we want to be moved all the time and want people to satisfy every need or to know our needs when people don't know how to do that for themselves. So until you learn to do it for yourself and when you do it for yourself, you will no longer need it. You will no longer need it. Um Rodney, I want to take it a little bit up. Oh, I forgot one thing. I remember you said this about a little, I think it was a little boy that would act up quite, he started acting up or he maybe he was acting up all along. And what you noticed was that, or maybe you were telling the story, I don't know if it was exactly you, the little boy was acting up. Every time, it, each time it was math. It was um, the math, you guys were studying math, or whomever was studying. You remember that story? Uh, vaguely, I, I, I might remember more okay. than you telling it. I think okay. I think what was happening is he he would be he was getting in trouble, but every time he would start acting up in class, it was time for math. And so what was determined was that he was having trouble in math and he was trying to um, get away from it so nobody would figure it out, that he did not know, I guess, the math. You remember telling that story? That sounds familiar. Yeah, it sounds sounds familiar. So you looked beyond, you you were looking for, okay, there, there are always reasons, I think, with young people. And if we can't try to help them figure out or, or if we can't, we don't care enough to try to think. Because I thought that was brilliant, like, for whether it was you or not, just to say, okay, now, this seems to be the same thing at the same time. And what are we doing here? We're doing math or spelling or whatever. That's what we are to be to these young people. But more importantly, that's what we are to be to ourselves. Why do I have this emotion? When does it come up? Why is it coming up? Where is it from? Who is it from? And then deal with it. Because another thing, we got to stop. Okay, let me see. I'll put this back on me. Um, certainly there are things that I, that about my life I wish were different. I wish that, that growing up was different. Um, there's there's so much I could say here, but I'd have to include some people. So we'll just stop it right there. There's so much about my life that shoulda, coulda, and if it would've, I might have been a different person. But guess what? I'm 51 years old. There is no difference. I can't go back and be that different person. But I can live for me for now. And guess what? I don't need what I needed back then. 
I don't I I don't need it. I needed it then. And it may have felt like a lack then, but I'm responsible for me now. I am. And so we have to move forward. We have to let go. We have to get out. We have to break out. And I'm saying that, you guys, because I'm telling you, this last, I want to say year, but I'm going to just say a couple of years, um, has been such an awakening time in my life and, and such a sense of awareness of things. Like I thought that I had looked transformation in the face. Oh, no, I had not. I had not. I just had seen a picture of it on a piece of paper. And so as I, as I say that, I think that we should forever be transforming. Um, but it has to start within. It has to. We can, we, can, we can take these pictures. We can put these lashes on. I'm going to talk to my women. We can get this, put this hair on. We can put this makeup on and do all these snapshots and da-da-da-da-da. But you know what you feel, how you feel, when you feel, and you also know that it don't feel good. It doesn't feel right. So stop, as Rodney started it off with emotions, stop allowing your emotions to hold you captive. Your feelings, your thoughts, your past life, mom and them, dad and him, sister and all of them, all of them. As y'all know the names, all of them. Stop letting life hold you hostage. And stop thinking that God has you hostage. Because he will meet you where you are and deal with you where you are. But if we deny where we are, and in most cases by looking at somebody else, as Rodney said, what about you? What could you do different? What could you have done different, differently? What? And go inward and try to get that. And I promise you, it will make you take your eyes off of people probably too much. Too much. I had someone tell me, you act like you just don't care anymore. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not it. I do. I care deeply. It's just that I'm caring a little bit more deeply for Tammy so that I can care for you better, too. And that's with any, and, and, you know, it's sad that people, when you start that journey, people, um, some people may think you don't care. Some people may think other things. But people are so used to getting Tammy before Tammy has gotten Tammy. And so, of course, they would think that now. But it's so untrue. But care, there's a difference between caring and losing me. There's a difference between caring and losing you. Back over to you, Rodney. Jeremy, this is... Um... This has been very enlightening, I'll say, and definitely um, 
I think I, I think put puts the emphasis back on taking care of who should be number one in your life, meaning you, because, and I know it sounds good to say God, it sounds good to say your your mom, your dad, children, your spouse, but if you are not right within, there's no way that you can, even in the Bible, it talks about things that you do within yourself in order to please God. Like it talks about without faith, it is impossible to please God. So while it may sound good, going back to Romans 16, it sounds good to say certain things. However, if what you're saying or what you're feeding yourself is not right, nothing else matters. There are people in relationships who are all alone. There are people who have thousands of Facebook friends, yet they feel isolated. There are people who can be in the midst of a crowd, and yet in the spirit realm, it looks like they're all by themselves because what's external doesn't matter as much as what is internal. You got people who have thousands of Facebook friends and they can post something and get two likes with all of those Facebook friends. I look at people on Twitter and Instagram all the time. They follow people just so that people can follow them back, and then they unfollow the people because they want to make it look like they're important because they think it matters if they have 16,000 followers or 100,000 followers, even if there's no engagement. I'd rather have one friend that I talk to all the time that I can rely on that's there for me, I'm there for them, and it's a genuine relationship than to have a 1,000 associates that we only talk to each other when it when it is convenient. We have to focus on quality. <clears throat> Excuse me, and not quantity. As corny as that sounds, we gotta focus on quality. What good does it do you to go to the store and buy a pair of shoes just because they're twenty dollars? instead of buying the pair that's $80 when you're going to buy that twenty pair, $20 pair of shoes four times within the next year anyway because it was so cheap that you had to keep replacing it. What did you gain? 
What did you gain? I heard, um, I listen to um, these gambling podcasts all the time, Tammy, and you should hear the wild things that people do. This man bet $65,000 that the Philadelphia 76ers will make the playoffs this upcoming NBA season for his $65,000 that he has to wait over a year to get. The return is $2,000 if he wins. It's crazy the things that people do. But that's how we that's how we live our, our our lives. I was talking to I think it was my dad the other day. Excuse me. Morals and values are just gone. 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 Just like the man who bet sixty five thousand dollars and the returns too. So he'll if he wins he gets his sixty five thousand dollars back plus two thousand dollars. Anybody in the gambling world will tell you there's no value in that bet. But as crazy as that sounds, that's how we live our lives. We don't put any value into the things that that are going to help us the most. We'd rather fit in. We'd rather look good. We'd rather, we'd rather be a part of a trend versus actually putting some meat and substance, something sustainable in our lives. And until we do some soul searching, we're going to keep searching for who we are. Any announcements from you, Tammy? Um, no, I I don't have any that. Uh, no, not right now. Any that I'm that I'm going to share right now. We'll get to that. Um, I guess we do need to tell the people we're going to be on every other Tuesday, at least through the end of the year. We'll see what happens with uh, next year's. Um, yeah, two thousand twenty twenty twenty. So we won't be on next Monday. We'll be back on the following Monday. So it's the, is it the first and the third, Rodney? Is that how we're doing it, I think, right? Yeah, the first and the third okay. um, Tuesday. Okay. And Tuesday. Um, yeah, well, I guess okay. we can. Third Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, this month um, there's a fifth Tuesday. So I guess we could decide if we want to be on then. Um, so either it'll be a. Uh, one week break or two week break, but um, this is one of those rare months where there's a a fifth Tuesday. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Right, and so if you you know if you guys have suggestions for topics, I kind of like this random talk thing. I I, I really do. Um, so you know, I, I I still say you guys don't know how 
how much we um how much goes into doing this cuz i mean today has been very long and and i was literally flying to get home so that i could get here and and get on and uh you know we don't get paid to do this so i i hope for those of you who have been listening to us um for a long, 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 long time, and 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 I'm thankful for one of our listeners because I don't know if I told you Rodney, but we had one of our listeners reach out. It's like, are you and Rodney okay? <laughs> you know, because we had missed a couple. Um, and so you know, I know that the lines are not always full, and 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 sometimes we don't see quite a bit, you know, of people who are listening because there are just other ways of listening that we don't know about. So. Um, I know for me, and I'm, I'm sure Rodney, with, with, you know, being dad and husband and just principal, just everything, all that and more, it takes a lot to come here and do this. Um, and we were going to, but if you, you guys have noticed, we've been trying to, to be mindful and respectful of our time as well. So we are just making sure that we are okay so that we can give you our best when we come on. Um so keep in touch with us. Um, you know, we post the shows on Facebook. You can always log on, and it'll tell you if a show is scheduled within 24 hours. You can call in or just go to the, the site and see for yourself there or text us and ask us. And if you have shows, like I said, topics that you want us to discuss, send them our way. Um, if you want to be a guest on the show, contact us. Um, so we'll be ready for you 2020, but... Until such time, we're just going to be every other Tuesday, so we won't be on next Tuesday. Over to you, Rodney. Well, the the one major announcement that uh, that we have is uh, before our next uh, show, Nadia will be one years old. <laughs> her her birthday is next Wednesday. Um, so, you know, we're, we're definitely excited about that and, and looking forward to celebrating that. Um, it, it, it definitely came rather quickly. Um, but we, but we are excited and looking forward to that. I don't think we're going to do anything too wild. Um, probably, you know, do a cupcake or something like that. And, um, we're going to go visit Tamaria's family not this coming weekend, but the following weekend. But uh, the next time we are on the air, Miss Nadia will be one. Oh, we have to sing happy birthday to her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <coughs> yeah but other cool. than that. Time flies, time flies. Time, time certainly does fly. But other than that, everything is... Um, Everything is going well in uh, the preschool um, that my uh, friend and I have been working on. We're making progress with that. We have a logo now. We're looking into um, getting an EIN number and um, getting that off the ground. So definitely uh, keep us in your prayers with that one, and uh, we'll keep you guys posted. All this right, has been another right. another episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. 
Again, Tam and I want to thank you guys for always supporting us, always tuning in, always being there. Again, we will not be on next Tuesday, but we will see you guys very soon. Good night, everybody. Oh